Collins. Francis Chick Powers. With an inside story behind a Christmas song. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a short story before it became a song. It was penned by Mr. Robert L. May in 1939. Robert L. May's brother-in-law, songwriter and publisher, Mr. Johnny Marks, adapted it into a song. He now chronicles the song's birth. To make a long story short, I had seen a little book about Rudolph, and I wrote down the idea in a big book I keep of lyrics, song titles, melodies. And it stayed there for about 10 years. Came out of the Army came across this title and wrote a song called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And when it was finished, I said to myself, this is easily one of the worst songs ever written. For example, the opening strain went, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Thank God I had the sense to know that it was bad, because it just dropped away into nothing. But about a year later, I was walking along the street. I started a hum... Da, da, dee, 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 dee. But that is in retrospect, because I didn't know at the time that I had taken an old tune of mine and rewritten it. At any rate, I went home, and I was fiddling on the piano with it, and then I was going through my book. I came across this idea of Rudolph, and I realized it fit the tune. And when it was finished, came out the song as you know it today. From the Christmas Files of the MusicalSoundReview.com, I'm Francis Chick Powers. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you go down in history. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. 9-11, the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. 
Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts. We are giving away a free desktop PC for the month of December. So come by and check it out and enter to win our free PC giveaway. We provide sales and service for all makes and models. For all your computer needs, come by and see us. We are located in the Orchard Shopping Center in Loveland next to the Ace Hardware. Or you can find us at PCsandparts.com. Call us at 970-203-0696. That's 970-203-0696. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host and founder of the Olive Tree Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. I'm going to, my theme and the direction I'm going to go today is from the book of Genesis, chapter 1 verse 26 God um, has given his children simple principles he's not complicated God's intention and plan with mankind was very simple and it's defined perfectly right here in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. God laid the principle out for mankind, for Israel, and for His church, in the future, 4,000 years later. Let us let make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Image and dominion. Very simple. God's intention, and I'm speaking to the Christian people, is image and dominion. Image meaning what you are subjectively, dominion what you do objectively. What you are subjectively speaks more to your family and your friends and those around you than what you do objectively. But the two work together. And we believers of the three corporate God sees 
mankind in three as three corporate people peoples the nations the nation of Israel separately from the nations the Hebrew people and then the churches of God the body of Christ the born again family of Jesus Christ with Jew Hebrew and Gentile members three corporate peoples the the nations the nation the, the Hebrew people and the born again people God's plan for the last 2000 years has been specifically given to the seven churches of God Revelation chapter 1 the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John who bear record of the word of God of the testimony of Jesus Christ of all things that he saw the book of Revelation was written to the body of Christ. It was not written to the Jewish people that were scattered. It wasn't written to the nations. The book of Revelation was written to the seven churches of God, the family of God through rebirth. Blessed is he, verse 3, blessed is he that reads... And they that will keep these words of this prophecy and keep the things which are written in this prophecy for the time is at hand. Verse 4, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you and peace from him which is, which was, and is to come and from the seven spirits or which, be, which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The book of Revelation was not written to the nations. It was not written to the Hebrew people who were scattered throughout the world. It was written to the churches, the people, the born-again people of Jesus Christ. This whole book was written to us so that we will see what mankind is capable of doing to his fellow man. It is written so that we believers can see the world is going to hate us. The devil, the angels in the the fallen angels in the heavens and the demons 
will hate us. And like Christ said, if you follow me, you will be hated for my namesake. You will be persecuted. And there will be death. But the book of Revelation makes it very clear that these representatives, which are churches or lampstands, these representatives are God's plan for the 2,000 year period in which we have, we are now ending. We are ending a 2,000 year period called the church age. The whole plan of God is with this born-again group of people. As Christians, we, we speak of, you know, daily with amongst ourselves. We, we uh, talk about these very, these, we have these uh, uh, speech, a way to communicate I'll give you the example. We talk about Christ raising from the being raised from the dead and ascending. And as he ascended, he will return. We believe that. We believe just as Christ ascended, he will return. This is a to the people in the world. This is a very odd concept that we would believe in someone that we believe rose from the dead, ascended, sits at the right hand of God the Father in heaven, and he is going to come again. And he is going to set up his millennial kingdom. Another thought is that we believers at some point will be re resurrected to be with him. Those who are dead will be re resurrected. We who may be living when Christ returns will never see death. We will be caught up in the twinkling of an eye to the clouds to us, this is normal to, to talk this way, to speak of matters like this. It's not odd. It's just normal. But to the people in the world, they may think we are a little odd, strange, peculiar, or mad. We have a lingo, a way of speech that other people don't have they a thoughts a thought pattern that other people just don't have and of all people we should be the people who above all things listen to what god has to say to us about the past the present and the future. 
And we believers in the evangelical churches in America, we have become a kind of an odd creature. We believe in Jesus Christ. He is everything to us on one hand, but on the other hand, He really isn't everything to us. And we prove that in our daily life, in our daily living. We see, say one thing, but we live another thing. All through the Old Testament and the New Testament and the book of Revelation, there's the thought that God's people are dysfunctional in all seven churches. Now go back to Revelation and continue. We know in verse 7, Behold, He's coming in the clouds, and every eye is going to see Him. They which pierced Him, and all the kindreds and the peoples of the earth, will wail because of Him. Even so, amen. See, we know that when He comes, the whole world will see Him. We see Him presently. We should see Him presently. But we're a different kind of a creature in America. The evangelical churches, according to Bible prophecy, are apostate. According to Bible prophecy and God's word is true, all of the evangelical churches, not maybe all of the, not all, not everyone, I don't want to paint with too big of a broad brush, for the most part, the apostasy is part of the evangelical churches of America. And because of what America is, it is the land of the uh, Laodicean church. The Laodicean church are the evangelical churches in the United States of America. This is our land. This is where God chose to put a group of Christians who would be the Laodicean believers in Revelation chapter 3. We would be in a land that would be very, we would be as Laodiceans, be a very prosperous people, very educated people, like the Corinthians. We would have the best culture we would have a system, a, a, a nation in which we can worship freely, which is no longer the case. And we have freedom of speech, which is almost no longer the case. Also, a constitution, laws of the land, like no other laws of any nation, ever in the history of mankind. 
the laws that Moses gave the children of Israel while they were engaged made Israel great. But now presently, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, what we have in this country, because of these laws, Laodicea, we have been free to build and influence this nation for Jesus Christ. The other six brothers, Rome, Greece, they came to the United States. This, this is not the land of the Catholic churches. According to the Bible, this land, America, is home to the Laodicean church, the evangelical born-again Christians. The Catholics are on our ground. The Lutherans, our ground. Greeks, our ground. All the other three lampstands are dwelling on the land of the evangelical Laodicean church. They are guests. This nation, according to the responsibilities that God gives each of these lampstands, this nation, the responsibility of this nation lies in the hands of the evangelical churches, not the Roman Catholics, not the Lutherans, not the, the Greek churches. What I'm explaining to you is exactly what the Bible is presenting. Many, many Christians do not believe that these seven lampstands exist presently. They feel that the lampstands went ex became extinct 1,800 years ago. No, they did not. When God says that there would be lampstands here in the book of Revelation. Each lampstand has its own unique features. Each of these brothers has its strengths and weaknesses. The Catholics, which would be the Church of Rome, which would be Thyatira in Revelation chapter 2. If you read what it says about Thyatira, what about the Catholic Church, the dysfunctionalism and the strengths are documented in Revelation chapter 3. The same with the Greek churches, which would be the churches in Pergamos. Let me just make sure. Yep, unto Pergamos, that would be the Greek churches, Russian Orthodox, the Orthodox churches of Ukraine, of Greece, 
Orthodox churches. They were older, an older brother than the Catholic Church. The Catholics, they twist their doctrine to fit their position. The Catholic Church is the biggest brother of the seven brothers. The biggest. It exp- its expansion is international. It is the biggest brother. It is not the oldest brother. The Greek churches are older than the Catholic churches. This is the fact. The youngest brother of the seven, the last brother, are the Laodicean churches. In chapter 1 of Revelation, Christ mentions all these churches. He says, I'm Alpha and Omega, verse 11. The first, the last, what you see, write in the book, send it to the seven lampstands, which are in Asia. That's where they had their initial beginning, their, their genesis. To Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. Seven brothers, and they all existed at that time. But then, prophetically speaking, there was another thought that each would be, in a sense, in the future, during the next 2,000 years, each would, you might say, be birthed into the world. The Catholic Church, the Greek churches were birthed about 2,250 years, roughly, after Christ's ascension. The Catholic, about another, about 500, right in that area. So by the, by 8,500, three churches had already been, in a sense, born, birthed into the world in a prophetic timetable. From the time of Rome to the time of Luther, which would be Sardis, there'd be about a thousand year period of time where Rome, there'd be the pregnancy, there'd be a big gap in pregnancies. Then you would have Sardis, the Lutheran churches. Immediately after the Lutheran churches in like 500 or or 1500, almost immediately there was a new pregnancy and a new brother that would be born Philadelphia. This would be in northern Europe, uh, north of Germany. This would be the initial group of people that would begin to leave Europe, the religious groups that would come to the United States of America in like 1500, 1600. But they wouldn't actually become, in a sense, a separate assembly until I think probably the time when the uh, they started building the universities. That would be the beginning of Laodicea on American soil. So these other churches would come to the soil of Laodicea, the final brother. As a church, we are maybe 400. I need to get my timetables. I should get my timetables down. But I'm fairly close. And 
Laodicea would be born, and we would begin to change, the youngest brother would begin to change the dynamics of the Christian faith. And the dynamic would be the dynamic of evangelical uh, evangelism. This would be the dynamic. The Catholics weren't into evangelizing, nor the nor the uh, Lutherans, even to the great degree the churches in Philadelphia weren't into evangelizing. They were into building the Greeks into holding what they had, the Greek churches into build into building, not evangelizing. We became the brother who had the greatest evangelizing abilities. This is what we do. We evangelize. We are unique. The evangelical churches are unique. We are very gifted. We are very uh, spiritually intuitive. Many things about the evangelical churches. The youngest church a dynamic church. That's what we are. But, we are an absolute, total, deceived family, a, a church, family. We are deceived. This is what Paul was saying in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Titus talks about it also. We are a totally deceived brother of the seven brothers they're they're deceived too but we who should not be deceived we are deceived and the great apostasy would take place in the united states of america we're going to be back in a few minutes rick rodriguez A lot of radio stations can boast about having two, three, even 500,000 listeners. But what they don't tell you is that their average listener only listens for four minutes. And if they're listening to music, they're constantly changing the channel. Same old boring commentary. Or as soon as a commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have some of the longest continuous listener minutes in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial as soon as a commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss one second of their favorite programs. Advertise with AM 1360 KHNC and have your message heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We have the best rates in Colorado. So call us at 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. It's a perfect time to plant trees during the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 7 to 8-foot tall flowering tree for only $269.50 and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two 7-gallon trees for only $270. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then 5 miles west to the Tree Farm. 
Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. As I was, and I'm going to continue along this thought that If we as a family of God, as a family, we evangelical believers, if we don't know where we sit in the prophetic timeline, if we don't know where we, who we are, what God has given us, all of the blessings that we receive by living in this country, if we don't see the differences between who we are as the youngest fam- the youngest member of the body of Christ, the youngest church, in relationship to the other seven, six previous churches, then we won't have balance. Because of the time that we're in, Believers need balance. I am not a Catholic. I was a Catholic. I am no longer a Catholic because God had to, you might say, transfer me from one religious system into a new system. I could not fulfill God's call on my life as a Catholic. There are those who are Catholic that have not been called into or to be ministers or evangelists or what we in the evangelical churches are familiar with. But God in Catholicism does reach people internationally. They must be born again with the Lutheran churches, I could not 
the structure of the Lutheran churches would absolutely kill me. I would go dormant. And the same with Greek churches. With any of these mainstream religions, there is, they, they suffocate those individuals that have a call with God in other areas of, of their lives. But there are these individuals, I know Lutherans, the finest people, and they were Lutherans from the time they were children to the time they died. Catholics, the same. In the Greek churches, yes, I know some that will always be faithful to the Greek churches. Always going to be those who will suffer internationally. We have we don't have so much a church of Smyrna, suffering church in America, as there are in the Middle, Middle East, in the uh, Islamic nations, in the communist nations. But there are the suffering churches, definitely. Then you have, in this country, the group of people that are very, that are like the church in Philadelphia. They love their brothers. They love the Christians around them. And they're, because of that brotherly love, God has a special blessing upon them. I know people like that. The brotherly love people uh, are very, they love the word and they're very, um, they are, you can't, they won't, they won't budge concerning doctrine. I'm that way. One, they're in this country. As I go to my other notes that I have, <clears throat> I'm laying this down, laying this out. I feel to do this. I forgot my thought. Don't worry. It's right there. Somewhere. I'll remember. The... Oh, I almost had it. We have, with the, with the new movement in this country, which is not new, it has, it has been smoldering for a hundred years. But it really began to uh, burst into flames in the 50s. It's called, the, one of the names was the Latter Rain Movement. Branham, um, many of the Pentecostals of the Midwest, Branham, um, to some degree Oral Roberts, these individuals who eventually would, it would, the, the flame would move into um, some of the Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Hope, Kenneth Copeland, the, this group, a newer group, uh, Benny Hinn, uh, Morris Cirillo. It would move into Africa. It would move into this 
what I call a, an apostolic movement. It is a movement which has its foundation on doctrines of demons. And I will explain through the scriptures in a little bit why it is so powerful. Because people don't want doctrine. They don't want sound doctrine. They want to work. With this new apostolic reform, the center of it is works, miracles, signs, wonders. We, do, we will have these things. That is not the purpose of the body of Christ. There are two things. Growth as an individual, as a Christian, you must grow in your faith, in your walk, you must mature. Then you have your works. You have to be busy. There are things that God will ask you to do. With the apostolic, new apostolic movement, they, within that society, if you just have a sense that you're an apostle, you can become an, apo an apostle. And you can have a, an apostle, a, a man and a, a husband-wife team of apostles. No such thing as female apostles. No such thing. It's, it is made clear that it was the woman who was deceived, not the man. The scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, have not changed on this matter. Paul addresses it. I think Titus addressed it. I am thinking Jude may have addressed it too. There are no women apostles. And these men who believe they are apostles, if the number one requirement of an apostle is what you teach you have to teach theology doctrine and eschatology that must be a strength and one thing about the new apostolic reform movement they do not like sound doctrine because sound doctrine actually exposes who they are, what they are. They hate sound doctrine. They, the doctrine, the scriptures, make it clear. There are individuals who God has called into positions of authority. Not everyone is qualified for a position where they have authority over the souls of men. Christ died for the souls of men. The souls of men are very important to him. And through the New Testament, there is a uh, 
it is made clear that there are these people, these men that will come into the assemblies. They're in the assemblies for position, for uh, making money, and they care not. They don't have any concern for the souls of the individuals under their hold. That's what it is, a hold. They hold these people. They mesmerize them. This is why I say that the evangelical churches, the apostasy, the great apostasy will take place in the evangelical churches in the United States of America. There will be apostasy internationally, true. But the great apostasy will be with the youngest brother, the youngest church, the dynamic church, a church that you wouldn't think would be so deceived, but they will be totally deceived, very deceived. They don't want doctrine that interferes with their freedom to do whatever they want to do. This is apostasy. When people refuse to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say, that is apostasy. And in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, to each of the seven brothers, the final word is, to he who is listening, let him listen to what I have to say. So Christ is saying immediately within the first two chapters, these lampstands, the number one requirement of the Holy Spirit is that they listen. They must listen to what the Spirit is saying. Especially the final church, the church of Laodicea. Why? Because of all the churches, we have the greatest responsibility. And what responsibility is that? We, in the evangelical churches in the United States of America, we live in the land of the coming Antichrist, what we call and what we term and who we term Antichrist. We have the greatest responsibility because in this land, in this country, the Catholics are going to be the target of Antichrist, the Lutherans, the Episcopalians, all the other six brothers that have come to this land, the Greeks, every born-again individual is going to be the target of the coming man of sin, son of perdition, and the children of the devil. No one's telling you this. You're not going to hear this on YouTube or Christian radio stations or Christian television stations. You're not going to hear it. You'll hear it from me because this is what God has called me to do. 
This is what the Holy Spirit has trained me to do all through my Christian life. I didn't choose. I didn't plan. I didn't have an idea. I didn't foresee. But as time goes on, as, as we individually, through time, we all of a sudden begin to get a momentum in some area of our lives and we things are made clear. Things are made clear. With me, it's clear to me that the great apostasy in this country is through the men who, what we call pastors, who usurped the and decided that they had the qualifications to lead a great people into the future. And now we can see, starting in the mid-70s and be prior to that, we see the in the Pentecostal world, the, the hard, the hard, deep Pentecostal world, we can see their discard for sound doctrine. In the hard fundamental churches, we see the disregard for Bible prophecy and with the Pentecostals too. But in both, in all the churches, there is the disregard for listening to what Christ has to say about who we are and the time that we're in. And not only, and also where we are. I say, this country is identified in the Bible as the great Babylon, the great of the end of the days or of end days. The resistance to this thought, your whole being, you will not accept people, Christians, since 1981, when I, when the Lord, by revelation, I had heard that this country could possibly be Babylon the Great. I didn't take somebody's word. I didn't take what I read. I researched it. I was convicted. Could this be the truth? No, it can't be the truth. We are a wilderness where people are going to come to to be saved, to be protected from the coming Antichrist out of Europe or the Middle East or wherever. I researched it. No. Time Magazine, Newsweek, U.S. News and World Report, The Atlantic Monthly, uh, all of the monthlies and the weeklies there was no nation like this country. There's no military. This is in 1981. No military like in this country. 1980, I believe it was. No economy like our economy. No technology like our technology. 
We were in space. Reagan starting his Star Wars program, which they claimed to be a disaster. It was not a disaster. It was more successful than the world could ever imagine. Then I would take the scripture. I took the facts. I took what was presented in the media. I read what these weeklies and monthlies said about this country. And then I went to the Bible. And over and over and over and over and over. One day, yes we are. Next day, no we're not. Next day, yes we are. No we're not. Yes we are. No we are. I'm getting beat up. Like a ping pong ball, back and forth. And the Holy Spirit, and this is what is going to have to happen with you who are listening today. What I say is one thing. What I present is one thing. My testimony is for me. You don't have to believe it, and you probably won't believe it. It's okay. But you are going to have to do exactly what I did. You're going to take the facts, and you're going to take the Scripture. And you're going to see what the Scripture says about this country, about the time that we're in. You take the facts about what this country, evangelical body of believers in this country. The evangelicals, I break it up simply into four, four separate sections. The fundamental Christians who are Bible, Bible believers only. You have the Messianic believers <clears throat> who, who it's a new a baby boom generation phenomena. You have the, and it is in the Bible, you have the Pentecostal churches. Then you have the charismatic churches. Kind of a blend of charismatics in between sound doctrine and works and not so sound doctrine. You're going to have to do your own homework. Are we dysfunctional? Are the Pentecostal churches dysfunctional? Absolutely. Absolutely they are. The, the, the uh, charismatic churches like the Wimber churches, dysfunctional? Absolutely. How about the, Pente the, the uh, fundamental churches? Fundamental Christianity, are they dysfunctional? Yes, they are. Because they don't want to believe that we could actually be in the end times. We, many believe we have another 20, 30 years. No, we don't. With the Messianics, yes, I say the Messianic movement, I have been in and out of different Messianic groups, dysfunctional. But in all of these four that I mentioned, you have a residue, a group, a small group that are solid, that are living, and they are conducting their Christian lives in a proper way. You always have that residue, always. So you have the dysfunctionalism in all, and then you have those that are 
that are just the best. Through the week, as I do research, as I read, as I just sovereignly, the Lord will bring me, He'll put me at the right place at the right time to hear what I need to hear, to see what I need to see. And this week, the Lord told me, my people don't want to hear what I have to say. They don't want to listen to me. They don't want to believe what is happening internationally. They don't, they just ignore the events. They know something's up, but they don't pay attention. This conflict in Gaza, because the Christian people don't know the Bible, they are actually attacking the nation of Israel, and they are defending the terrorists, and they are stating that Israel is intentionally murdering women and children and innocent people. When the Bible says that Israel is commanded to protect these women and children, but because Christians don't know the Bible, they see things through their own concepts. Russia and Ukraine. What is the dynamics involved in what in this this war? That war wouldn't be taking place if it, if United if the United States wasn't involved. Russia is fulfilling the prophecies that have been written about Russia. Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. Russia is a very unique country and has played a very unique role in the world in the last 120, 40 years. And people don't see Russia in the Bible and Russia's relationship with Israel, with the Arab nations, with the United States, and Russia's relationship with China. China is another matter. For those that are leaving, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. You can go to it at a later date. And if you are leaving, God bless you. And may, may you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. God bless you. I'll be back in just a few minutes to continue with today's program. Rick Rodriguez. This Christmas, experience the magic of Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry. Our artisan freeze-dried ice cream crafted by our local Colorado company brings a unique twist. Ice cream that doesn't melt. From classic vanilla to exciting cookie dough, our crunchy treats melt into velvety smooth joy. And for a nostalgic twist, try our puffed-up candies, perfect for gifts and stocking stuffers. Visit RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and unwrap the extraordinary. Ho, ho, ho! 
J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 East 7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. You can hear the roar. The roar of the Rockies. 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown. Francis Chick Powers. With an inside story behind a Christmas song. Have a holly jolly Christmas. That's a holly jolly Christmas made famous by Mr. Burl Ives. This song was one of eight songs to appear in the 1964 animated television special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all written by Mr. Johnny Marks. The songwriter now talks about the interference he had about one line in the song. The head of the agency came to my office to listen to the eight songs. And when I was finished, he said, everything's great. There's just one song that needs a change of lyric. And I said, which song? And he said, a holly jolly Christmas. I said, what is the line? He said, that line, have a cup of cheer. I said, well, what's wrong with that? He said, do you expect the General Electric Company to go on the air saying to 45 million people, have a drink? And I said, Mr. Lewis, it's, a, it's an expression at Christmas time. And I said, I think it's the best line in the song. But I said, I won't say no to anything. I'll think it over and call you tomorrow. So the next day I called him and I said, I have decided the way I have written this song is correct. I think it's a hit song and I will not make a change. Since you don't like the line, I will take the song out of the show and I will write you a new song. He said, you can't do it. It's the best song in the show. I said, if it's the best song on the show, why not just leave it alone? He said, I guess you're right. From the Christmas Files of the MusicalSoundReview.com, I'm Francis Chick Powers. Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-Y-REFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts.
This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Welcome back to those who have been listening to the first hour. Welcome back to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Greetings to everyone who is just tuning in. The podcasts for the programs are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Every Sunday from 9 to noon, right here on AM Radio, 1360, Johnstown, Colorado. In the first hour, my focus is on hearing what God is speaking to the evangelical churches in the, in the United States of America and what he's speaking to all the other churches also, lampstands. God is speaking to the churches in the United States of America, naturally, internationally, but I'm focusing on this country and the evangelical churches. Everything that Christ stated, you can believe. You can believe. You should believe. In the book of Revelation, Christ's final word to mankind was given to John the Apostle in a vision. The Gospels, written by Mark, Luke, Matthew, and John, Paul's epistles, Peter's writings, Jude, Titus, the others, documented in their writings, but Revelation is unique. It's the final thought that Christ had to his 
believers, his churches. Now, Christ died, let's say, 33 A.D., roughly. Sixty years later, John, the apostle, is visited on Patmos, an island, away from all activity, by the Holy Spirit, by Christ, fulfilling a prophecy that Christ gave to all of the apostles. Christ said, What if John should live till I come? I'm assuming that most of you are familiar with that context. But all the apostles were gathered together and the Lord told Peter, the Lord uh, told Peter to follow him. And then Peter said, well, I'm going to follow you. And Lord, as, my, as I follow you, my uh, end doesn't seem to be a real pleasant ending. I'm not going to just die of old age. I'm going to follow you and uh, you're going to you're going to handcuff me and you're going to lead me to my death. And I am not too excited about that. But Lord, okay. This is your will for me. So be it. But what about this disciple, John? And the Lord said to Peter, What is it what, it's none of your business, Peter. What if John should live until I return? You follow me. And you leave, leave things alone, John. His future is in my hands. Well, this was a prophecy that was given to the apostles about a Christ visiting John in the future. And he would visit John 60 years later, roughly, on the island of Patmos. So that prophecy was fulfilled 60 years later. All the other apostles were now with Christ. John was the only one still living. And Christ came to visit him in a vision... And this is the final visit where Christ presented in a vision that was written down by John, the future. And this vision was to the churches of God. And the Christian people, especially evangelicals in America, should read this prophecy. Because this prophecy is detailed it is intricate. It is complete. It talks about the evangelical churches in the United States of America living in the United States of America, a landmass between two oceans, a great Babylon of the end of the age. And it would be in this great nation that this coming man of sin, son of perdition, what the prophet Daniel said, the abomination of desolation, this would be the kingdom of this individual 
the pastors of the land are, are blind. They are leading the blind. It's a hard statement, but it's a true statement. These men that have been giving direction to the children of God in the United States of America, in the Pentecostal churches, the all the all the evangelical flavors of Christianity have not they've been building empires, furthering their visions, their own visions but they haven't been presenting to the Christian people of this country the facts. We are in the Bible. Revelation chapter 18. That's America. Revelation chapter 17, the great horror, the great harlot, the great prostitute. The power structure of this country John is very clear. This country will have seven final kings or presidents. It's very detailed. It is very intricate. I have discussed these matters in the past. I'm redundant, too redundant, over-redundant. But the Lord forces me to be redundant because God's children, it takes seven times really for an average individual seven times to put a thought or something that God is trying to teach us into permanent memory. We hear, but we don't hear. We kind of hear, but we don't hear. We think we hear, we really don't. We're sure that we're hearing, but we don't. So, Christ is redundant. Paul was presenting things that Peter presented, that Jude presented, that Titus presented. They kept presenting the same thought. The four writers of the gospel, they presented the view from four different angles. Because American Christians don't have an ear to hear. The book of Revelation is complete. It talks about specifically where the Antichrist will come from. The powers that the Antichrist will have. The technology that he will have. It talks about China. It talks about Armageddon the great deception that will take place internationally, the hatred of common, the, 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 uh, the fallen man, the unbelievers, the wicked, the kings of the earth, the rulers of the earth, very detailed. Everything is presented. It is complete. It's like manna. The children of Israel used to eat, gather manna every morning. They didn't like the taste of it. It was too bland. There was no 
It was just the same old thing over and over and over. This is prophecy. This is the book of Revelation. It's not... You, you, you don't... It's just too negative. I'm going to tell you something. Satan loves to use this trick on you. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. It's too negative. Perfect. And you shut your mind. Your mind is closed. And you should have... You should be teachable. It's what Christ said in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit. If you don't want to hear things because it's too negative, then you're not teachable. And the kingdom of heaven is not yours. The coming kingdom uh, isn't yours to... You're not going to be a part of the coming kingdom. If you're not teachable, then you're going to you're going to what do you say just stand in place you won't grow you won't mature there will be no new horizons for you you think i'm kidding i know i know some people think they don't like me they don't like my personality they think i'm uh, too far out uh, I'm too arrogant. I'm too... All these things. That's what they said about all the other Christian people in the past. The prophets and uh, the Apostle Paul and uh, Peter. When the Holy Spirit decides to warn people of a coming hurricane, I don't think that he's going to try to be gentle. He's going to tell you, like the children of Israel, I'll give you an example. I'm trying to remember if it's in Habakkuk. Concerning the coming Antichrist that Daniel was talking about. And he said, when you see this abomination of desolation stand in the holy place, flee. That's what Daniel said, flee. He's not asking. He's not begging. He's not reasoning. He's stating, run, flee. I think it was in Habakkuk. He said, you are going to, there's going to come a time when Israel is going to see people coming by. And you're standing in a road, and here you're seeing somebody coming at you on foot. And as a person comes by you, the person says a word. And you don't understand what it is. You don't... Because he's running so fast, you don't hear what he's saying. And another person. Another person. Like a bullet going by you. And each bullet going by you is speaking one word. And you... Uh, you're not paying attention. But then you decide, well, I better... This next person, I'm going to listen to what he has to say. And as the person is running by, he's looking you in the eye and he says, run. This is what Hab I think it was Habakkuk said. And he was referring to when 
this Antichrist declares himself to be God. And he that hears, the hearer, let the hearer, when he hears it, let him run. Christians in America should stop listening to these men that add nothing to them. These men that have no warning for them. They're not warning God's children. They're not telling God's children the truth. America's in the Bible. I heard uh, Greg Laurie. I don't know when he, I think this was fairly recently. And he says, he gives like a, an hour talk. Is America in the Bible? And he cannot identify it. He says he, he, didn't, he doesn't believe it is. I, I, I say that the blind lead the blind. There are some things that he says that are good, edifying, helpful. But in this time that we're in, the book of Revelation the Lord Jesus was telling this generation in this last decade exactly. The book of Revelation talks about the last seven years and then a 30-day period after the seven-year period is over and it talks about a final 45-day period of time and then it talks about Christ setting up His kingdom. This is how detailed the book of Revelation is. And in Revelation chapter 11, it's a very unique chapter. It is talking about the overcomers in America. That book is talking about the overcoming Jewish Christians and the overcoming Gentile Christians that have put their differences no, I can't even say they put their differences aside because they have no differences. They both stand before the God of heaven because they know the God of heaven and they realize the eternal plan of God with the Gentiles, the eternal, God of plan, the eternal plan of God with the born-again Hebrew people. Paul talks about it in Ephesians chapter 1, 2, 3, and some of 4. There are no differences between these two. These two are <clears throat> mature. They have the growth of life. And they sit at the same table. And uh, the Hebrew and the Gentile, they both realize neither has an advantage over the other. As a Gentile, the Jewish believer has no advantage over me. I have no advantage over my Jewish believer, brother or sister. There's no advantage to either one. There's no advantage to being Jewish. 
no advantage to being Gentile. The advantage that we have is because we are in Christ. Not because we come from Hebrew lineage or Gentile lineage. No, that's the earthly That's what happens on the earth, in the natural. These two sit at the same table, have exactly the same benefits given to them by the Holy Spirit, access to the Holy Spirit, access to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's no advantage. The advantage has been taken away. I've been watching this for 60 years. And I just feel that I, I'm just going to present it. I presented it before. I'll present it again. There, I have Jewish friends that felt because they were Jewish, they had an advantage over me because I was a Gentile. It was, it was ugly. Because they were Jewish, they have one up on me. But I take them to the scripture. We sit at the same table. We have access to the same God. There's no advantage. Now, each has a different calling. This is where the differences may be. A different calling. And in that calling, you have to have access to the Holy Spirit. You have to have access to the grace of God, to the mercies, to the speaking of God in that calling. That is the difference between the Hebrew and the Gentile believer. Calling. I am not called to Israel to minister to the Jewish people in Israel. They won't listen to me. But my Hebrew brother who is born again, that is in Israel, I can't imagine the fight that this individual has in Israel with the spirit of hatred to Jesus Christ in that nation. I cannot imagine the persecution, the resentment to, to my Jewish brother in Israel. But on the other hand, he probably can't imagine me living here in the kingdom of Antichrist, coming Antichrist, soon to be revealed Antichrist, and the great slaughter that is coming to the Christian people, Catholics, Lutherans, Episcopalians, Presbyterians, Anglicans, Greeks, Evangelical, Evangelical uh, Messianic, Evangelical Charismatic, Pentecostal, He can't imagine me being in this nation and what we're going to go through. But I pray for him. He prays for me.
I pray for these Jewish people that are over there. I see the hatred of the society in Israel toward the Hebrew Christians. If I'm a Gentile Christian, there's hatred toward me too. But if you're Jewish over there, the spirits that existed 2,000 years ago at the time of Christ are still there. And those Jewish Christians are just as hated as Jesus Christ was. So I'm just saying to the Jewish people that are listening, you have no advantage, you born-again believers that are Jewish, you have no advantage over me. I have no advantage over you. You have a different calling. My calling is different. There's no difference in advantage. There's difference in calling and work. And the responsibilities are different. So I want to put that myth to bed. I want to put I want to I want to take that myth and break the power of that satanic lie. And this is what Paul did. You go read Ephesians chapter 1, 2 and 3. Paul knew exactly what I'm saying right now. He saw the differences. He's Jewish. And he's preaching to the Gentiles. And he's telling the Gentile people, we have all been brought into the same baptism of the Holy Spirit. His calling was different. Peter and the other apostles, they were to preach to the Jewish people. Paul was told to preach to the Gentile people. And Solomon, the best example, is King Solomon. He set a table. And everyone that came to that table was there to eat what was on that table, to drink what was on that table, and to visit with the king at that table. Jewish, Gentile, there are no differences. There's no advantage. Just the work that God has called us to. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. KHNC. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes. Smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love My Slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use your promo code to save $90. KHNC. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. 
I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Crepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Smelling sweet. Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel beat. Sits a ragged tent. Eyes black as coal And when he lifts his face Every year in the place is on him Starting soft and slow Every Sunday, 9 to noon, here on 1360 AM radio, programs are streamed on the station at all times, 1360KHNC.com. Podcasts for my programs and the programs of the other hosts are on 1360KHNC.com also. And my contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I will say that I see clearly what the Bible says about God's love for His children. He loves his children more than you can imagine, more than you can comprehend. And he is very clear in the scriptures. God has made it clear that men in responsible positions that have authority over God's children that will not tell them the truth These men, the condemnation is going to be a greater condemnation for them 
a greater hardship, a greater punishment. That's what the scripture says. In this country, there are those men in these assemblies, the finest, that have integrity, that are the best. I have I heard many that I absolutely know their objective is to assist God's children with the understanding and the the understanding of God and how they know God and with the to the best of their ability they help God's children in the Pentecostal churches in all of these different flavors of evangelical Christianity there are these these individuals that are the they are the top of the top then you have the others the apostates and I'm not even talking about the devil worshipers that have snuck in that are look just like a Christian they preach the gospel they love the gospels they teach out of the gospels but they're not Christians they're not believers they don't have Christ in them and actually they do ritual sacrifice in the assemblies when possible you don't you don't need to believe me you don't have to believe me i'm talking about in evangelical churches in catholicism in the lutheran churches in all the others you have the infiltrators but i'm saying that god loves his children and he's watching over every one of his believers and through the last 50 years in my Christian life I see the the wounded people that have been wounded the Christian people that have been wounded and they nobody's healed their wounds or even attempted to heal their their wounds psychologically in all their years and they still walk around with the same wound, wounds they've been uh, rejected rejection boy I'm not even going to go down that road I don't have the time but I will say this these men in the evangelical churches Pentecostal mainline stream churches the calvary churches all that that blend of christianity these men they will not tell the christian people the truth don't one of one of the great great lies is don't you worry you're going to be raptured out of here these people if they're allowed to live another four or five years three or four years five years they're going to go into tribulation. And if they live longer, 
they, God, the Holy Spirit, will allow them to suffer in great tribulation. You think I'm kidding. I am not kidding. I have the verses. I know the scriptures that prove it. These, these people who are in this new apostolic movement, this great apostasy, this great sham, this great lies, one of the great lies of doctrines of demons, they're going to go into the great tribulation. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what the scripture says. The Holy Spirit's not going to put up with this much longer. Right now, the Lord is... There are these individuals in this country that are not putting up with the nonsense of these people any longer. These men, who many of them are now going into the grave, have built their work is on sand. And I'm saying... The winds, the rains, and the floods are coming. The judgments of God, God is going to allow the judgments of the devil, actually. And the winds, the satanic forces, the spirits of the air and on the land, the demons on the land, and the societies are going to attack what they have built. They're going to blow violently and what has been built has been that has been built on sand on the concepts of man on the opinions of man on the fake false visions that these men have had is going to be shaken and what has been on the sand is going to come down and the great great destruction for all to see is going to be evident When the Holy Spirit is speaking to His people and they won't listen, then they are entitled to the punishment that follows. It's in the Bible. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Many Christians, they don't know where to begin. You begin by, uh, you say, Lord Jesus, I really need your help. Lord, I do fear you. It begins with saying, Lord, and I need your help. I need your help to direct my steps every day. Put your hands on my feet, on my heels. Direct my steps. And the Lord Jesus will tell you, if you want me to direct your steps, I am going to direct you. The direction you're going to go is you're going to be led to a narrow path that ends up in a, a straight path that ends up in a narrow gate. You will be godly. 
And if you really desire this, the Holy Spirit will work out everything to put the people around you that need to be around you and give you the scriptures, to give you the confidence, to give you joy, to give you, assure you, He will give you the assurance that He is going to help you. I remember, I've always been in a spirit of fear to the Lord because in 1974, in the spring, the Lord sent me out to Berkeley, California to be baptized. I was baptized. Then the Lord, I was getting ready to come back to Colorado. I had to hitchhike out there to be baptized. I was so convicted that I needed to be baptized. I went to Berkeley, California to visit a friend who was in a little fellowship and the day I got there on a Sunday, that night I was baptized in the pool of the, uh, the uh, fountain on the Berkeley campus. As you go onto the campus, there's a fountain. That's where, we, that's where I was baptized. I didn't go into a baptismal. I didn't go to the Jordan River. I didn't go to the ocean. I was baptized in that pool. But I obeyed God. I was so convicted. Then the Lord told me, you're going to stay right here. You're not going back to Colorado. I had just been promoted to a great position with the city of Longmont. This was going to be my future forever. And the Lord said, no, you're going to stay right here in California. You're going, I'm going to teach you your fundamentals of the Christian life. And I obeyed. Six weeks later, the Holy Spirit came to me and I told a friend, his name was Jesse Flieger. One morning, I just had this great fear hit me. I went, whoa, because the Holy Spirit spoke something into my spirit. He said, if you, had not, if you would have disobeyed me, if you would have gone back to Longmont, your, your future with me would have, you'd still be a believer, but the plan that I had for you in the future would have ended. That put the great fear of God in me. I thought, whoa, I dodged a bullet. I was, I made a right decision to stay put, and if I had left, I would not be speaking to you presently. I would probably be dead. But because I obeyed, and when he told me, if you would have gone, I would not have been able to fulfill my plan with you. That put great fear in me. And from that point, I made the decision that with everything that I did, I'm going to make sure God is involved in all my decisions. That is what I, wisdom I would have for everyone listening. Make sure the Holy Spirit is involved with every decision you make. Minor, minute details. A great artist spends more time on the detail than on the whole uh, whatever he's painting. He spends more time, if he's doing a horse, he spends more time putting, making each hair perfect laying those hairs out on the horse's back. The details, 
Lord Jesus, help your children. Help them to help them, give them the strength to allow you to be involved in every detail in their lives. I ask this for this audience, that you will be involved because, Lord, if you're involved, it will lead to life. It will lead to their future walk with you and their fulfillment of what they want to be in life. Many don't know what they want to be, who they are, what they're to do. Lord, lead them into that perfect position where you've ordained for them to be. Amen. I'm going to give you Psalm, Proverbs chapter 1. I mentioned this, I think, last week. I'm going to do it again. Verse 20. Wisdom. The per personification of God's wisdom in this, in this verse here. Proverbs 1.20. It, wisdom is like a woman shouting, calling, addressing the crowd in the street. She raises her voice. She isn't quiet. She is loud. She is boisterous. She yells out in the city square, which is wherever you are daily, wherever you go this afternoon, wisdom is crying out. Wisdom is there. She cries out, verse 21, she cries out in the noisy street, there's so much activity taking place in your life today. Wisdom has to cry out even louder so that you can hear through the busy street, you can hear her voice. She cries out in the noisy street. She cries louder than the noise of the throng. She shouts at the entrances of the city gates. Doesn't matter where, if you're in the city or at the city gates, wisdom is there every day. This is where John, James, I'm sorry, James, in the book of James, he says, do you need wisdom? Then ask. If you don't have wisdom, it's because you don't ask. But if you need wisdom, ask. God will give it to you richly. Abundance. You won't be able to hold it in your arms. But ask in faith. If you ask, expect God will give you the wisdom. That He will give you wisdom daily in all things. Don't be double-minded about it. Verse 22. Then he switches from a woman crying in the streets and he switches immediately in verse 22. You fool. You who are foolish. You simple ones. You simple tons. You immature people. How long are you going to continue to be foolish, simple, Immature. How long are you going to make fun of wisdom? How long are you going to mock 
and hate knowledge. In verse 22, it switches it. It says, how long will you be simple, naive ones? How long will you be naive, O simple ones? It flips it back and forth. If you had listened, if you had responded when I corrected you, he didn't counsel you, he corrected you. I would have told you what's in my heart. I would have poured out my spirit to you. I would have told you what I'm thinking. I would have given you and revealed my words to you. I called, but you refused to listen. You didn't want to hear. You rejected me. This is exactly what the Lord Jesus said when he visited John on the Isle of Patmos. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. This was 2,000 years ago. Well, 1,900 years ago. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. The Holy Spirit is speaking so clearly to the evangelical churches and all His people in America. So clearly. It's so clear that it's impossible to not hear unless you're a simpleton, unless you're naive, unless you are foolish, what is God saying to you and what's happening in this country? What's happening in the world? Sickness. War. The earth, because of the sin of man, mankind is becoming so sinful, the earth is being affected by mankind's sinfulness. And this is exactly what I think it was in Jeremiah. I'm trying to remember exactly the book. The earth, because of man's sin and the ability of man to destroy things, the earth is going to, like a drunk drunkard, rock back and forth, sway back and forth. Everything is off balance. The whole earth will oscillate. I called to you, you refused to listen. I held out my hand, but you paid no attention. You did not follow my advice. You ignored my advice. The advice God is giving is stop, listen to what I'm saying. God is trying to tell the evangelical Christians Christians of America and all the other main churches, listen to what I'm saying. Something has changed. The wicked rulers of the world are making a final push to destroy the world. You did not follow my advice, you didn't listen. When I corrected, I wanted to correct you. I wanted to give you a new direction. 
to keep you from going the direction that you shouldn't go, but you want to go, you wouldn't listen to me. So, and here's what the Lord Jesus says, or here's what, well, really the Lord is saying this. So the Lord says, basically, your trouble is coming. When it comes, I'm going to laugh at you. You're going to have calamity. You're going to have hardships. You're going to need help. I'm going to laugh at you. You're going to be in trouble. So what I say to you people that are listening that might be in the new apostolic reform movement. God is warning you. These men that you're following, they are the blind leaders. And if the blind lead the blind, you both, you all, the whole company, will fall into the fecal canal. It's not a ditch. It is a wide, wide fecal canal. It is full of disease, sickness, spiritually, spiritual blindness, spiritual sickness, spiritual disease, and there may be no remedy. You will just have to live through the hardships that are coming. The whole you cannot mock God. God will not be mocked. I know my experience. But I thank thank the Lord He's been good to me. He will be good to you. But you must stop listening to the blind leaders of this country. The blind are leading the blind. They're both going to end up into the fecal canal, into the clutches of this coming antichrist system and God is not going to help he says he won't you don't follow his advice you don't want to listen to what he has to say when your hardship comes it says God says I'm going to laugh at you you're my children I'm not going to help you you didn't want my advice I won't help you I'm going to laugh at you I'm going to watch you in your misery your misery is going to be a punishment from me. I warned you. I tried to warn you. I send my prophets to you. You don't listen. I send uh, musicians to you to sing to you so you will dance, so you will, so I can get your attention. You don't want to listen. You're going to eat the bitter fruit of having your own way. This is the warning I know that the Holy Spirit, this is the warning to the evangelical churches and the mainstream churches in America. One more hour, I'll be back. Rick Rodriguez, the podcast, 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. This is Steve Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. 
just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. You can hear the roar, the roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown. Francis Chick Powers. With an inside story behind a Christmas song. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. It was crafted first as a poem around 1864 by Mr. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. A melody was put to it by the 20th century father of Christmas songs, Mr. Johnny Marks. During the Korean War, I was at home, and I was reading a book of poems by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, one called The Bells. So I went to work, and I wrote the music to fit parts of the poem. I had to make changes in the poem because I was writing a popular song. When the song was finished, I said to myself, who fits this song? And I said, there's one man, Bing Crosby. So I went up to Decca Records, and when Mr. Gabler heard this song, he said, I am doing it with Bing Crosby, as you have asked. There's an interesting incident in connection with this. Bing Crosby has recorded several of my songs and they have always been words and music by myself this one song it says adapted from a poem of Longfellow and when Bing came to New York so I went over went into his room and instead of saying hello he just looked at me took his pipe out of his mouth and said I see you finally got yourself a decent lyric writer and he said you know Johnny I never recorded a greater song And that was one of the thrills I have had. From the MusicalSoundReview.com, I'm Francis Chick Powers. I heard the bell on Christmas Day. They're old familiar. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the 
tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360khnc.com slash shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360khnc.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to empshield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Tell me. Welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. How far is heaven? How far is eternity? When will we be in our new bodies? I say within less than 10 years. For the programs, 9 to noon every Sunday... 
podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. I host the Present Truth program Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Podcasts are also on 1360khnc.com to the Present Truth site. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. God loves His children. We are His ambassadors in this evil world. We are priests. We are kings. We are in training. We represent the Most High God. We are representatives of the Godhead. Most Christians don't have any idea of the authority that Jesus Christ has given us. My program, I have all my notes. And simply the notes are this, which I may get to, I may not. God said, let us make man, us, plural, the plurality, the Godhead. Let us make man in our image, subjectively. And let him have dominion over the world, the earth. image and dominion. We believers have received Christ as the Holy Spirit within, subjectively as image, so that He will grow in us and we will become like Christ. He will renew our mind and He will transform us into His image from our natural image, what we are, what we have been affected, we have been influenced by the world to be selfish, carnal, to be arrogant. So He will renew us, or He'll renew our mind, and He will change us into His image. That is image. Then he has given us authority objectively through his Holy Spirit, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, for dominion. The balance in the evangelical churches in America is you're either on the side of fundamental, uh, the, the side of growth, maturing, which is extremely important, inner life, or you're on the side of gifts, wonders, miracles, using the giftings for casting out demons. Both are the experiences of each individual believer. The growth of life, the inner life, being being transformed into the image of Christ, 
That's the image side. Dominion side is having and using the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which would be 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The giftings, the giftings don't equate to maturity. Just because you're gifted in authority to cast out demons, heal the sick, give sight to the blind, that does not equate to maturity. That is ability for work. Growing in Christ is more along the line of in the book of James chapter let me read it here uh, James chapter 5 verses well where James he defines the flesh and he de defines the spirit he defines human nature, fallen, to those who have been they have been uh, transformed. In the flesh, here's what we were before we meet Christ. Before we meet Christ. I will tell you, James says in verse 16, I'll tell you Live in the Spirit. Then you will not do what your sinful self, your nature wants. The sinful self is uh, the sinful nature. The desires that are against the Spirit. And the Spirit wants the desires that are against our sinful... Oh boy, I'm reading this out of a different translation. Let me go to... I've got to go to the King James. These new translations, they just destroy things. I apologize. Kinda. Not really. Thank you for bearing with me. I like the King James. I've always studied out of the King James. I'm used to it. And uh, it makes a little more... It makes things less complicated. Okay. This is the King James. James chapter 5 verse 20. Nope, 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 nope. 16. Well, if I can get to the right. James 5. Yeah, that's right. Boy. Huh. Well, what's going on here? I am really sorry. This is... Oh, boy. I think I'm in the wrong book. I think I need to be in Galatians. What am I thinking? You know, uh, before I forget, 
I want everybody, I wish everyone a very happy Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And happy Hanukkah for those that are, I think we're in the last days of Hanukkah. And a happy new year. Okay, I was in James, I needed to be in in Galatians. But I wish the very, very best holiday for everyone. The very best. Okay, Galatians. Walk in the Spirit. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh, flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other, so that you will not do the things that you would, that you desire. This is image. If you're walking in the flesh, you're expressing the kingdom of darkness, the deeds of the devil. This is image. This is not the giftings of the Holy Spirit. You cannot change if you have the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gifts of the Spirit are for work, not for changing you subjectively. The Spirit changes you subjectively. The works of the flesh are made evident. The works of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, they which do such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. This is image. This is what you are internally. Before you meet Christ, this is your nature. But upon receiving the Holy Spirit, by allowing the Holy Spirit to work with you, to transform you from your nature, your old nature, to a new nature, which you can only experience by being born again, here's what will occur. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. This is image. This is not dominion. This is image. You're having dominion over your being, over your body. Rather than hate, you love. Love, joy, peace. You have the ability to Go the extra mile. Turn the cheek when needed. You have gentleness rather than being harsh, quick-tempered like me. You'll be gentle. Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. They that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. 
This is image. This is image. This is not the gifts of the Spirit. Many of my Pentecostal friends believe that because they are gifted to cast demons out, do all these things through the power of the Holy Spirit, this equates to maturity. No, it doesn't mean maturity. It just means you are trained for warfare. See, with Christ, we have to wash our garments. We have to wash all the spots. We have to, the blemishes. This is the inner walk. This is the inner life. This is walking in the Spirit. This is, is being transformed by the Holy Spirit from what you were to what you are going to be. To the church in Laodicea says that the fruits, I'll read it to you. The um, I'm going to read what it says to the church in Laodicea. And to the church, and to the angel of the church, to the lampstand of the Laodiceans, write, We Laodiceans, like I stated in the previous hour, I believe it was, we're in the land of the coming Antichrist. This should grip you. It should, hopefully, you'll, it will stop you. It will stymie you. It will cause you to, wait a minute, what? The Holy Spirit wants this church in America it's going. You're, I'm telling you right now what's going to happen across this land. Many of the Christian people are going to wake up. They're going to realize we are in the land of the coming Antichrist. We are in the land that he will eventually destroy. The people of this country have one hope. To meet Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the hope they have. The people of this country are going to need people that can help them spiritually. That is what we do. This is what we have been called to. We have been called to this great nation to evangelize the people of this nation. They're going to hate us. They're going to fight us. They're going to persecute us. They're going to put us to death. You're not being told that. But you watch. I'm telling you from this great mountain here in Colorado, I am speaking what the Holy Spirit wants His people to know to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south, into Canada. We evangelical Christians are the church of Laodicea. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. The gravity of the responsibility that we have is like 
is greater than the responsibility of the other six lampstands. Why? Because we're in the kingdom of the beast. We're in the kingdom of the son of perdition, the man of sin, the man of lawlessness. This is his kingdom. He's coming. It won't be long until he is in the open. We have a responsibility and we cannot carry out that responsibility if we don't have image and dominion. You need to be subjectively mature. You need to wash the spots, the blemishes out of your soul. You're lukewarm to, to Christ. You better ask Him to help you be hot. To the church in the, of the Laodiceans writes, These things, this is what the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Know of all the seven brothers, of all the seven lampstands, we are the lampstand that have done more to give, to bring insight into God's creation to the other churches. That has been one of the main duties that we have accomplished. We have expounded and we have brought revelation about the creation to the world through the Bible, through the Bible. The faithful in the hardest, excuse me, in the hardest settings, it's very hard to be faithful. But he was faithful. He will help us to be faithful. He was a true witness. He will help us to be that true witness. He is the creator, and we have presented the creator to this country, to the world. I know your works, that you aren't cold, you aren't hot. I wish that you were cold or you were hot. This is the American Evangelical Churches. He knows our works. Because you are lukewarm, you're not cold, you're not hot, I have no choice but to release you out of my mouth. I release you. Do you want to be released? Do you want to be released from the plan of God? Do you want to be released from the great calling that each of us has individually and together? This is what he says. I am going to release you. I am going to un- hold you let you go that's not in the scripture God will never let his children go oh yes he will you look at John chapter 15 written in code for our time I am the vine you are the branches my father is a husbandman every branch in me that is doesn't bear fruit, 
is cut off. This is talking to the Christian people. The Christian people that aren't bearing fruit, they're going to be cut off. But the Christian people that are faithful, that are afflicted, that are, the hardship is brought to them because of their faithfulness, they'll continue. He says, I'm going to afflict you. I'm going to press, push, hit, so that you bear more fruit. But the ones that won't bear fruit, he said, I will cut these branches off and men will gather them and men will put them into fire. What is he talking about? Evangelical Christians in the United States, he's talking about in this country, the Christians that don't bear fruit. God is going to allow people in the society to come gather you and put you in tribulation in fire fire means tribulation he's going to put you in tribulation this is a warning to the American Christians it's a warning you cannot I'm trying to find that word You shouldn't tempt God. You can't mock Him. You will not mock God. If you won't bear fruit, if you don't want to come and ask Him for help so that you can begin a Christian walk again, a new walk, this time a faithful walk, He will meet you He will do more in two weeks than you could imagine. You can't mock Him. But you have to decide. You have to transition. You have to make a decision in your mind. You have free will. You have to make a decision. Lord Jesus, I do want to follow You, but I don't know how to begin once again. The way you begin is just to open your mouth and ask Him to please begin to help you, to set you on that path that leads to life. Men are coming to gather these branches in the new apostolic reform movement, these pastors that have led God's children, fed them with everything but meat, with 1% milk, these men, God is going to put in tribulation. I'm telling you. I'll be right back. Olive Tree Ministry. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham and Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. 
Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. It's a perfect time to plant trees during the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 7-8-foot-tall flowering tree for only $269.50 and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two 7-gallon trees for only $270. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, here on 1360 AM Radio, KHNC. I'll be here, God willing, and He is willing. The podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, 
P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The great hope that I see, yes, the hardest time in the history of mankind, we are entering into that period. But in this coming very shortly, the Holy Spirit, the Scriptures, Jesus Himself, the prophets of Israel, the apostles, have stated, the kingdom of heaven will grow like a mountain. And out of this whole assembly of believers in this country, there is a remnant, there is a faithful remnant, there is a remnant that the reason they exist is for Jesus Christ. Yes, they enjoy life, they work, they go about their duties, and they enjoy the things that God has given us. But, more than anything, their desire is to please, to please the God that has redeemed them from the evil of this world and eternal fire. They are appreciative daily. Every day is the day of atonement. Every day is the day where their sins have been washed away. Every day they get to tabernacle, they get to dwell with, they get to visit with, they get to enjoy the company of Almighty God. And Jesus Christ is the Almighty God. Yeshua, this Yeshua, is the Almighty God. This Jesus, And every day, they end the day fulfilled. They begin the new day full of expectation that God is going to visit them many times through the day. What great joy. What a great blessing. The very God of heaven every day you know, I have a friend that we pray for, and she really thanks me for praying. It's my pleasure. It's our pleasure. It's our good pleasure. All of us. I'm telling you, it is your it is a pleasure when people ask you to pray for them. Yes, it's not a chore. It's not a duty. It's a pleasure that we get to pray for people that need help. 
that is a that is just a a pleasure it's not a duty it's not unenjoyable because you pray for people you get to go to the throne off of this earth and beseech the eternal God to help someone who needs help. We all need help. I know many of you pray for me. And I, I'm telling you, I know these prayers are keeping me and protecting me. We have an enemy, the devil. And this devil, he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's what he does. He is not... And this, this creature, every intention is to, to harm, hurt, stop, kill, steal, murder, destroy, afflict, cause pain to each one of us. If he can't get us, he'll find somebody close to us that he'll try to destroy. This incense, the, the, the prayers of God's children as we move into this time move further into a time of hardship, the incense of God's prayers is going to rise like never before. It's going to rise from this country and from Israel. There's incense going up in Ukraine. There's incense in China with all of our Christian brothers and sisters and these young children that are in these concentration camps or whatever they may be in China that have no freedom. The freedom, the only freedom they enjoy is being able to pray. And that is an enjoy, that is a joy. The incense from this earth is going to go up like never before. These prayers and worship and true worship and true praise to God in heaven has begun. I don't mean the the these little these churches that have these immature musicians that don't know how to sing in spirit, write music that is deep in spirit. There you have the the drummer is not a Christian. One guitar player is not a Christian and they're singing Christian songs. They're on the stage performing for an audience. No. In any assembly, should God have ever allowed me to have an assembly, I promise you I would handpick every single person that would play in that music group. If they didn't know how to play in the Spirit, if they didn't have the anointing upon them, they would not be on that stage. This is the way it's got to be. The way it must be in these assemblies. These men, if they're up there and they don't have the anointing on them, if they have a board of directors, 
They need to dismiss them. And any assembly, the pastor needs to be examined to make sure he's a believer. And there's a very simple way to make sure this individual is truly of the faith. I'll give you an example. I'm in Las Vegas with a friend. We're at a McDonald's. And we're fellowshipping. And we're visiting. And these three young kids come in. And they sit down at a table, oh, 10 feet from us. And Alex and I are just visiting. Finally, these three get up and they start to walk out. And one of the three comes over and he says, Hey, I heard you guys talking about the Lord. And hey, I'm a Christian. And, you know, and I love the Lord. Excuse me, I love the Lord. And and he and Alex start to visit. And then the kid has kind of a different doctrine. Alex is saying, Well, you know, this isn't what it says. And the kid just starts to, No, no, that's what it says. And they start to wrestle a little bit. And I'm watching this kid, and the Lord told me, ask him something. I said, hey, hey, I said, do you know, I've got a question for you. And he stopped, and he says, oh, yeah, go ahead. I said, yeah, my question to you is, did Jesus Christ, has he come in the flesh? And he stopped, and he looked at me, and goes, what do you mean? I said, did Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did he come in the flesh? And the kid backed up and he said, no, no, he didn't come in the flesh. I said, oh, he didn't? No, he didn't come in the flesh. Well, what is he? Antichrist. These pastors on the pulpit, the Christian people in this nation better wake up. You better ask that individual if he is, if Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. If he can't answer the question, the answer, yes, he came in the flesh. He died and raised from the dead. You better send that individual packing immediately. Keep an eye on him. Get him out of that assembly. He's Antichrist. The Spirit. He is an Antichrist. We're moving into a time where foolishness cannot be tolerated any longer in these assemblies. I see men that are not called by God to be in these positions. I've prayed, like I mentioned last week, with pastors. I prayed, Lord, if they're not ordained, remove them. These pastors... They were a little shocked. Eventually, this group, basically, they went into the actual move to remove me out of that prayer group. I'm on to them. God is on to them. I'm grieved in my spirit every time I go to pray because these people they don't know how to pray they don't know how to pray the word the will of god lord aunt susie in des moines iowa she smashed her finger help her it's not that aunt susie in des moines iowa is not even a christian 
So I knew, and the Lord, I said, Lord, I, 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 I'm grieved. I am grieved with this group. These people, they don't care about your kingdom. And I'm grieved, and I'm grieved. Week after week, I'm grieved. And then some things changed. And finally, one day, the Lord said, do not go anymore. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I was... <clears throat> Man, talk about the joy of the Lord. Freed from going to pray with pastors. And some of them were great. And then one pastor quit going, and another pastor quit going. And then one pastor one day tells me that uh, he was asked by some of the pastors in the assembly to agree with them to in their desire to give me the kick me through the goalposts of life and he said no I'm not going to do that the pastor said I'm not going to do that and he told me he said brother I wanted you to know that <clears throat> this is what they were planning this is the third time in 20 years that this group was giving me kicking me through the goalposts of life well, that's the last time. Is the pastor of these assemblies, do they, can they acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit has asked me to teach this audience how to see these, to teach this audience these principles that you that the men in the assembly should be teaching, and they're not. It is, a, it is an honor, it is a joy to pray for people. Satan tells you it's a duty, it's a hardship, it's unpleasant. No. It is a joy. Because you get blessed. People have needs, some people know how to pray a little more effectively than others. Well, that's not true. James says it is. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Men, are you righteous? Are you righteous? Are your prayers effective? Sisters, we're priests. All of us were priests and kings. The growth of the Christian believer is not negotiable. You do not negotiate your growing and your maturing in Christ. From the day that you are born again, the growth process begins. You grow and you experience God through the rest of your Christian walk. You don't take an R&R. &R. You don't take time off. You can't. Because Satan isn't going to take time off. You cannot take time off. Yes, there are times when the Lord will give you what is called maybe a, a, a sabbatical from maybe 
spiritual battle. But there's always going to be spiritual battle daily. This is where the grace of God comes in. You just have grace. It's a, an ability, a spiritual strength given to you by the Holy Spirit to just psychologically continue. It's grace. You just continue. The very last verses in the Bible... In the book of Revelation, John says, I'll read it to you. It's uh, important. I, I Years ago, I just read this verse, and I think about it, and the Lord's telling me, here, John the Apostle, he views the end. He views what's going to happen at the end. He views the... Uh, Antichrist coming onto the stage with the false prophet. He views China coming to Armageddon with America. He views the wicked being destroyed. He views everything. And then he says in Revelation twenty two nineteen. Now I'm speaking to the pastors of the land, to the men in positions of authority. It's my word to them because it's God's word to them. Here's what God says. If any man will take away from the words of this book, the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part out of the book of life. That should be a massive warning to the pastors of this land. And out of the holy city, he will take away his part out of the book of his life, out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Verse 20. John has just viewed everything from Genesis 1, from Revelation 1 1 to this Revelation 22 21. But now verse 22. I'm sorry, verse 20. He which has testified. To these things. And he testifies these things. He said. Surely. I come quickly. Christ is saying I come quickly. 1900 years ago. And here we are. He has now. Come to the point. Where he is here. Another less than ten, year, 10 years to this audience, I say, we will all be in eternity. We in the body of Christ will be in eternity. There will be no seven churches, no seven lampstands on this earth anymore. These lampstands will be, have finished their duty. They will no longer give light to the world. Jesus Christ will give the light to the world in the millennial kingdom. Our time, our duty is almost concluded. You have a short time to be active for your rewards in the millennial kingdom. You're going to be rewarded according to what you do. Eternity is free. But your position in, in the coming kingdom of heaven where you're going to be seated at the banquet 
is according to what you do in your work here on in this time that you've been given. He which testifies this th- these things says, Surely I come quickly. And John says, Amen. And then John says something odd. Even so, come Lord Jesus. John is saying, we cannot change it. Even so, come Lord Jesus. John was uh, pretty shocked when he had to write down this vision. He didn't understand all of it, but he knew it would happen. There's nothing we can do to change it. We have to prepare. Time for the Christian people to work on their endurance, their stamina. One way, pray. And when you feel that you're prayed out, pray some more. And then when you're just too exhausted, pray some more. And prayer doesn't have to be, I pray for, you know, I pray for, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Prayer can also be, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything, thank you. Being grateful, that is prayer. Being grateful, that is praise, that is worship, that is true worship of the heart. This type of incense rises to the heavens. And the angels, these angels look at fallen mankind thinking, thinking, these people are imperfect. These people are carnal. These purple make, people make mistakes every day. They sin. And still Jesus, and still they're forgiven? And these people, look at the words that they're saying. They're praising They're praising the very holy God that we worship. They're praising Him. And God is just excited. And what is coming from the earth to the heavens is this fragrance, this perfume, this smoke. The angels are excited. We should be excited. Thanking the Lord every day. I thank the Lord. We're just about to leave the fall. I thank God this has been the best fall time ever in my life because I've just lived through it. I've had some difficult times, but I'm living through it. I thank God for the fall of 2023. And I thank God for the coming winter that we're about to go in this new season. I thank God for the December of 2023. When you start thanking God for little things, He will open your eyes and you will begin to thank Him for so many things. It's unimaginable. He's he's worthy to be praised. Great is the Lord. And uh, then John says, Okay, these things are coming. Even so, come Lord Jesus. These things have to happen before you're coming. Don't delay. And then verse 21, the very last verse in the Bible. This is for this audience and for all the other believers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. He saw what was coming and he prayed the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. 
Amen. God bless you. God keep you. God, God bless you with the greatest, greatest blessings. May He bless you with His Holy Spirit. Please join me next Sunday, 9 to noon. Rick Rodriguez, God bless you all. Bleed stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound. Apply direct pressure and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds. Bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find bleed stop by clicking on the bleed stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular bleed stop website prices. Get yours today. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A&B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492, You can hear the roar. The Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC.